I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, my wonderful, beautiful friends, guys. Welcome back to our slash entitled people, where Karens think that they can have what they want when they want because they're special. And in today's episode, guys, a Karen thinks that OP should give her his car because she has kids. Guys, I hope you enjoy the stories. Don't shake your heads too hard today. And as always, you can send or link your post to this email right here. Let's dive in. The last few years, I've made pre-filled Christmas stockings, Easter baskets, book bags, etc. And I sell them on Marketplace in three sizes. Mini for $15, a standard for $25, and a mega-sized for $50, which includes an additional wrapped gift. I make a decent profit, and most people appreciate skipping the shopping, especially single folks who otherwise wouldn't have a surprise stocking. So with that said, a woman messages me on the 23rd for six mega stockings. I spent well over an hour getting details to personalize, and much longer to put it all together. The woman did ask for a discount, which is fine for being a big order, and we agreed on $250. I let her know that they were ready, reaffirmed the price, and we planned to meet up. I had also put together a free mini stock since she said she likely wouldn't have one herself. So we meet up, and almost immediately, she says, Hey, I hope you have lots of Christmas spirit this year, because my family and I really need it. Now, I sell on Marketplace all the time, and I know what's coming next, and I'm sure you do too. Wouldn't you know, her family's been through every possible disaster this year. But her kids are perfect angels, but they also all have cancer, a dingo ate her baby, etc, etc. She then admits that she never planned to pay me, and she figured if I'd already done all the work, and knew they needed them, that I would just give them to her for free. Well, she figured extremely wrong. I put the stockings back in my trunk, and I drove off. I hadn't even pulled in my driveway before my phone was dinging non-stop. The woman sent me photos of her kids, videos of them crying saying I ruined Christmas, pictures of her fuel gauge on empty, a nearly empty fridge, screenshots of her bank balance, and more than 30 messages demanding that I do the right thing and stop ruining Christmas for her kids. The woman had the nerve to complain that I didn't give her the mini stocking since I'd already planned to give it away for free. And the funny thing was, she came from further than I did and she didn't have her kids with her. Which means she had the videos on her phone already. I blocked her after sending one message. The message said, Hey, I wouldn't have minded at all gifting to your kids if your need is genuine and had you asked instead of trying to manipulate me. You ruin Christmas for your kids yourself if you think the only thing that matters is the gifts. Your kids deserve better, but it's on you to provide it. Kindly go shove yourself up your own ass. On Christmas morning, my emotions got the better of me, and I wondered if the kids really were going without, and I used an alternate account to check her Facebook. And what I saw was shocking. I saw stacks of gifts, a free feast, huge amounts of gift cards, you could barely see her tree. And of course, complaints about all the charities that provided the bare minimum for her kids. 
Scrolling Marketplace this morning, I find her selling a ton of brand new toys and kids clothes. I should have taken screenshots, but I was irritated and I deleted all the messages immediately and blocked her. I hate how the holidays have become a magnet for slime bags like this, looking to exploit anyone and anything they can. Honestly guys, OP's response was perfect, and what a scummy a-hole that woman is, taking advantage of people during the holidays. And what makes me so angry guys, is that the woman outright admitted that she never even planned to pay OP, and just figured that if she told some sob story like her kids having cancer, that she'd get stuff for free. Like, you guys know I read a lot of stories on this channel, and once in a while, my jaw still drops guys, because the entitlement never ceases to amaze me. All I can say is that woman better watch out, because joking about stuff like that to get what she wants, karma might get her one day. And I just pray it's sooner than later, because I really dislike scummy people, guys. So my ex-girlfriend and I were together for about two years, and her mom was a big part of the reason why we broke up. This woman was entitled and narcissistic. This story happened not too long before our breakup. And to understand the story and the situation it revolves around, you need to know certain things. My ex-girlfriend's grandparents are living about 200 kilometers away from where she lives. She frequently drove there to visit them, and so did her parents, with her younger siblings. So a couple of days before the trip, my ex-girlfriend's mom, who we'll call Karen, gets into an accident with her car. The car was basically a write-off at that point, and wasn't even in the state to be pulled up on a tow truck. Although both her and the guy who was involved in the accident escaped pretty much unharmed, the car was absolutely wrecked. But enough talking, here we go. My ex and I were visiting her parents. It was Sunday, and my ex's parents and their kids planned to spend their holiday by visiting the grandparents the following week. There was just one tiny problem concerning that plan. The car they planned to use for the trip wasn't much more than a pile of metal. But luckily, X's mom had the perfect idea to save their holiday plans. And thus, this conversation began. So my ex and I enter the living room and Karen says, Hi there, how are you? I'm about to tell her that I'm fine when she cuts in and says, Anyways, whatever you're gonna say, I'm sure you're okay, so listen, I need something from you. I respond, yeah, as I was going to say, I'm fine. What exactly do you need? I just want to note that she usually asked me, or us, for pretty much everything, so I was very used to this, I need something from you. She then says, we need your car. I say to her, well, that's quite the big ask, uh, why do you need my car? Karen says, listen, I told you weeks ago that we're visiting my parents tomorrow. I don't have a car anymore to drive there, so we need yours. I tell her, I can't give you my car, I have to work all week, and I need it to get there. Besides, technically my insurance doesn't pay anything if someone else besides me or my parents has an accident with this car. Hearing that, Karen says, Well, I don't see the problem. Just give us your car. We're not going to get into another accident. The odds of that are impossible. We have two little children in the car this time. We'll be extra careful. We need it far more than you do. I try to tell her again and say, Um, I don't think you understand. I need that car to be able to work. I have to get to my workplace, visit customers, take care of their problems, and get back to my workplace. Up to 10 times a day if it's a busy one. Besides, my insurance still doesn't allow you to drive the car. I can't afford to pay the damages if there's an accident. Hearing that, Karen says, Oh, come on. Your workplace is like 10 miles away from your home. You can get there by bicycle or something. 
You're always saying how you like to keep fit and healthy, so it wouldn't be too bad for you to bike to work every day. It'll only help you when you give us your car. I say to her, with all due respect, even if I'd be willing to get to work by bicycle for a week, which I'm not, you still can't drive my car. I can't afford to pay for any accidents you might cause, and I know that you won't. At this point, she loses it, shouting at me saying, You know as well as I do that I'm perfectly capable of driving a car without any accidents. I'm not asking again. I say to her, if you're capable of driving a car, then how come I own a car that's perfectly fine? And you've already destroyed the second car since I've known your daughter. She then shouts at me saying, don't you effing talk to me like that. I dare you to say that I've been in an accident one more time. I dare you. I dare you to call me a bad driver one more time. Both accidents weren't my fault. Now, I don't know much about the first accident and whose fault it was, but I know a lot about the second one. She ran a red light and someone T-boned her. At this point, her husband chimes in and says, Honey, calm down a little. I'm sure we can sort this out if we just stay calm and talk about it. Maybe we can rent a car or... She then interrupts him and says, No one asked you. And you know as well as I do that we can't afford to rent a car, so we need his. She then continues yelling at me saying, Now just give us the car. We need it way more than you do. There's no way we're missing this trip. So give me the effing car keys already. You have no idea how life works and you have no idea how important it is for my kids to see their family. So give me your car. At this point, I tell her I'm leaving right now. I look at her daughter and say, You can come with me or you can stay, but I won't stay here more than another minute. My ex looks at me and her mom as I start walking away. After a couple of seconds, she follows me outside, mumbling, Goodbye, mom. Karen follows us down the hallway, screaming at us, saying, Don't you dare ever come back here again. None of you. I'll swap the effing locks and burn all your stuff. If you leave now, you won't be coming back here ever again. So with that, we leave the house, with my ex slamming the front door. We then get inside the car, and I sit down and buckle up, and that's when I see Karen in the rear view. She's waving her hand, holding a smartphone. She then screams at us, saying, You forgot your phone. Here, take it. She then throws the phone, and it hits my car with a thud. She then runs towards us as I start the engine and drives off. She keeps shouting, Don't you ever come back while waving the phone she threw in her hand. My ex says, I don't think that was my phone. I left mine right in the car right here. She said that while picking it up from the cup holder where she left it. I ask her, so whose phone was it? She tells me, I don't know, but me and dad both own iPhones, so she might have confused them. I hope the screen's not broken. I just burst out in laughter while leaving the village where they live. After that, my ex's parents took the train to visit the grandparents. After a week, they came back, and the whole don't you dare ever come back here again thing was so forgotten, as her mom didn't feel like taking care of her children, and she needed someone to babysit. Oh man, guys, that mother seems like a wonderful person, doesn't she? And the thought of her breaking her husband's phone while throwing it at OP is hilarious. With that said, though, OP should have stopped after saying no, like it's his car, and he doesn't have to waste time giving any reasons as to why he won't let anyone borrow it. And guys, I also love her logic, though. I just got into an accident yesterday, so it's impossible to have another one so soon. Like, yeah, that's exactly what a bad driver would say, Karen. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So my parents are absolute saints. They purchased a four-bedroom house in the early 1980s with a property that borders an elementary school. In the 1980s, while they were planning on starting a family, this was a brilliant move. Both school and a playground, basically in the backyard. It's a lovely, sleepy neighborhood in a great district. Fast forward to the early 2000s, my brother and I were in high school. The school was absolutely overcrowded and the district decides to save funds by slashing busing. If you don't live more than 5 miles from the school, you don't get a bus ride. And the busing goes from 10 buses to 2. Thus, the stage is set for over 200 cars filled with the worst entitled parents descending on our sleepy neighborhood every day, twice a day parking all over the place in oversized SUVs, trucks, on narrow streets that can barely handle two sedans passing each other. Tensions between the neighborhood and the school escalated steadily. And one day, an ambulance couldn't get down the road to respond to this elderly neighbor's fall, due to all these crap-entitled parents basically blocking the road. I tried to convince my parents to move, but the housing bubble had just burst. With all that, one of our neighbors on the streets is a disabled woman. She's a lovely, sweet, older woman, but she has problems getting around and numerous medical appointments. But no problem. She had a slightly overwith driveway to make it easy for her to get in and out of her car. She came out of her house one afternoon on her way to an appointment, only to find that someone had blocked her entire driveway. Fortunately, the driver, the Karen of the story, was still in the vehicle. So my neighbor approached, gently knocked on the window, and asked the woman to kindly move her vehicle to unblock the driveway. Of course, Karen decides that the appropriate response was no. My neighbor tried to explain that she needed to get to a medical appointment. And Karen responds with, and I need to pick up my kid. My neighbor then gently reminded her that she was blocking a driveway illegally. And that's when Karen asked, well, where else am I supposed to park? My neighbor suggested another street, a little further away, that had ample parking that time of day, and to walk. But Karen was having none of that. This mother decides to play the I'm disabled card, arguing that she could not possibly walk that far to the school to get her kid. To which my neighbor kindly pointed out that the school had plenty of handicapped parking right by the main entrance. And that's when the Karen starts cussing out my neighbor. In the end, my neighbor had to call the cops on her 
and she got a warning to never park there again. This did not improve relations between the residents and the school. Guys, I am just shaking my head so hard at this. Like, blocking someone's driveway is one thing, but pretending that you're disabled when asked to move is horrible. And something tells me that she's not gonna learn, guys, even with police called on her. Because there's plenty of driveways out there that need blocking. So here's a little backstory. I used to be a server at an Italian restaurant in my town that thrived on regulars to keep us afloat. A lot of the regulars had specific servers that they liked and they would ask for, and we built relationships with these people, mostly because they tipped us better. On this day, I met a local tapas bar across town, and on a date. It wasn't busy. So we stroll in, and the hostess takes us to our table. I then excuse myself to go to the washroom to wash my hands. On my way out of the washroom, a couple of my regulars are sitting at a table, and they see me. They flag me over and ask how I was doing. I tell them why I'm here, and we chat for a minute, and they made a couple of jokes about me being on a date. All of that was in good fun, and I tell them to enjoy their food and start to return to my date. And this is when I'm stopped by a round top of what I can only assume would be lookalikes of the Real Housewives of Atlanta. There was five of them total, and it looks like they've just been seated, as they were not at the table when I went to wash my hands. And for all of you wondering, there was one with the Can I Speak to the Manager haircut, who we'll call Karen, the leader of the group. Two others look like your generic southern suburban housewives, and the other two look like they belonged in some trashy club downtown. How this motley crew was formed, I will never know. Now, I was dressed well for this date. I was wearing a nice collared gray shirt with a black sweater and slacks. I guess it could have been easy to mistake me for a server or a busser or something, as the waitstaff has buttoned-down shirts. So I'm walking by when housewife number one flags me down and says, Excuse me, can you take our drink order now, please? Before I could tell her that I'm not a server, Karen chimes in. She says, We've been waiting like five minutes. And the Book of Service Excellence says that your server should greet you 30 seconds after you're seated. Now this is funny because I know this to be true because we follow the same rules at our restaurant. I say to her, I'm so sorry ladies, but I'm not your server. I'm then interrupted by Karen and she says, Well since our server isn't here or thinks we're not worth his time, you can take our drinks. I'll have a Red Bull vodka and a water along with an appetizer for the table. I say to her, Miss, I don't think you understand. I don't work here. Now I'm only this patient because my server instincts kicked in. Wife number one then says, Why are you lying? I saw you talking to the other table over there. Now why won't you help us? Is our money not good here? Wife number two says, What? Are you too good for me and my friends? Do you want us to leave so you can go serve those old white people over there? At this point in time, the girl I was with and my regulars saw what was holding me up, and they were watching all of this transpire. I say to them, Guys, I seriously do not work here. I'm actually on a date with that girl. I then point at the table behind them, to which the girl, let's call her Sally, gets red from five heads snapping in her direction. Housewife number two hasn't said anything, and I think she's understanding. Karen says to me, I want to see the manager. Maybe he can show you how to provide good service. I say to her, hey, you're not getting it. I'm not your server. I'm a server at a different restaurant, and that old white couple are my regulars that I saw by coincidence. Now if you don't mind, I'm going to return to my friend and finish my evening. I then begin to move past them towards the corner table, and that's when Karen grabs my sleeve of my sweater, and she demands very loudly, I want to see your manager. 
It was at that moment I saw what I assumed was an employee start to approach the table. But after her outburst, which brought the restaurant to a screeching halt, they turned around and went to the back. Out came a tall man wearing a tie and he approached the group, along with Jim, one of my regulars. Karen then proceeds to tell him that I'm an awful server and that she is so shocked that he would allow any person as disrespectful and unintelligent as me to work here. That's when Jim says, he doesn't work here, you effing idiot. Hearing that, the real housewives of Atlanta all have a look of shock on their face, like this 60-year-old man just shot their poor husbands, or cats. The manager says, this kid is not a server here, so please let go of him. I then yank my sleeve away from her after an intense but short stare-off with her. Jim then says, you must be some special kind of stupid. I then return to my table, and Sally just starts giggling. The restaurant has pieced together what happened, and they begin talking about this and snickering, while the real housewives of Atlanta just sit there, mortified that they made themselves look like a bunch of a-holes. So Karen does what any entitled housewife would do at this moment. Deny, deny, deny. She says, It was clearly my mistake for assuming the restaurant could hire decent help. She then got up and clicked her way out, followed by the rest of the Motley crew. I'm really happy that their actual server didn't have to deal with them. Guys, the only thing worse than one Karen is five, right? And what Opie should have done is take their drink order, said, coming right up, and then gone and sat down with their date and let management come deal with them. With that said, Jim's response was pretty badass though, right? Letting Karen know that she's a special kind of stupid, and that's gotta hurt. So this happened a few days ago. I had gone on my usual shopping trip with the help from my friend Teresa who works there. I always appreciate the help as I feel nervous being by myself due to my autism. Well, while I was shopping, this one lady, a Karen, kept trying to steal stuff from my cart while I was comparing prices on products. I managed to catch her a few times and I asked why she was taking stuff I was buying. She then said this to me. She said, you can always get replacements. Stop bitching. I was shocked she would do this to me. I started getting stressed and I was breaking down as the Karen starts ripping into me about my stutter. Here's a few things she said. She said to me, stop talking, you're like a broken record. Are you dumb or something? You need help to talk? You're pathetic. So of course I start sobbing and the manager's called over the radio. The Karen is told to leave me alone and that if she kept bothering me, she would be banned for harassing a disabled girl. Karen then calls my friend Teresa the N-word and a snitch, and then she leaves. I manage to get myself together, after Teresa and the manager help calm me down. Teresa gets approval from the manager to run my shopping through, to get the stuff on my shopping list, while the manager kept me company at the customer service tills. Teresa came back after about 5 minutes, and she helped run the items through the checkout, with the manager taking 10% off my total as a discount for not losing my temper at the Karen. A taxi was then called for me, and I waited outside in the parking area, and Teresa comes out to make sure I'm doing okay. My eyes were a bit puffy, and my face was a bit red. And that's when Karen from earlier comes to the parking lot, and she spots me. She says, You! You caused me so much effing trouble tonight! She then marches up to me and tries to kick me. Well, I was sitting slash leaning on the edge of those pole things on the edges of the parking areas. As soon as I moved, when she went to swing a kick at me, a crunch was heard and she broke her effing toes. The woman is now screaming for help, crying assault. An ambulance was called for her and she screamed that she would see me in court. 
The ambulance comes and takes her away, with the police being called as well. The manager showed the police the CCTV footage of the parking area, showing that all I did was dodge her. The police chuckled a bit and asked to talk to me. The police were done in about 10 minutes and the manager offered to take me home instead of paying for a taxi. I felt guilty about the taxi, but I said yes. I then went home. Also, manager, if you're reading this, thank you for taking care of me. I'm sorry you had to tell my mom what happened. Oh my freaking goodness. Guys, I don't feel bad for Karens who try to attack other people, get hurt, and then cry assault. Like, what's she gonna say? Oh, help me, officer. I went to kick this person, and they moved, and my foot got hurt. Serves her right, though. And one more thing. I would not have been able to contain my laughter if that happened, guys. And I know you shouldn't laugh at other people's pain, but that Karen deserved it. And that, my friends, brings us to another end of our slash entitled people. Guys, I hope you enjoyed today's stories. If you did, hit that thumbs up. And if you're not subscribed, consider subscribing so you don't miss these crazy stories. And if you missed yesterday's episode on the channel, it's an r slash I don't work here lady episode, where a lawyer threatens to sue everyone for not being served. It's such a wild story, so go check it out if you haven't. And myself and Stevie Boy will see you guys in the next one. We love you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.